The reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 to 15, which you can find on page 1165 of the Pew Bibles. I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I am afraid, just as Eve was deceived by the snake's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. I do not think I am in the least inferior to those super apostles. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you. And when I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone, for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. I have kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the regions of Achaia will stop this boasting of mine. Why? Because I do not love you. God knows I do. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness." Their end will be what their actions deserve. Right, it's great to see everyone here this morning. Uh, Today we're going to learn an important lesson from the Bible together. And uh, the lesson we're going to learn this morning is a warning, okay? So here it is, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, don't be fooled. That is the lesson we need to learn. Don't be fooled. Don't be like Little Red Riding Hood. You know her? You know the story? Who, when she visited her grandmother, found her looking like this. You see? So there is uh, who Little Red Riding Hood thinks is her grandmother. And she looks at her grandmother and, uh, and she thinks she looks a bit strange. She says, oh, grandmother, what big eyes you've got. And grandmother says, ha, all the better to see you with, my dear. And uh, she says, uh, grandmother, what big ears you've got, even though they're hidden under your hat in this picture. And uh, she says, ha, all the better to hear you with, my dear. And then she says, grandmother, what big teeth you've got. And grandmother says, ha, all the better to eat you with, my dear. And Little Red Riding Hood promptly gets gobbled up by the wolf who has disguised himself as her grandmother, 
Although uh, somehow, amazingly, she does manage to get rescued by a passing huntsman somehow. I don't really know how that works. But uh, Little Red Riding Hood was too easily deceived, uh, wasn't she? She was too easily deceived. Well, this is the warning to us today. Don't be deceived. And here's the point. Don't be deceived. Be devoted to Jesus. That's what we need to do. Don't be deceived. Be devoted to Jesus. Let me explain something. If you were to sum up the whole Bible message, you could do it like this. You could say, the Bible tells us that God loves us even though we don't love him. He loves us even though we push him away and we ignore him. How do we know God loves us? We just sang about it, didn't we, in the song? Uh, We know that God loves us. God showed us his love when Jesus died for us. Even while we were his enemies, ignoring him, living in his world as if he isn't there. He came into the world and he died for us. So we know he loves us, but then he calls us to respond to his love. He calls us to love him. And what does that mean? It means we need to trust him and obey him. We need to trust him that his death pays for all of our sins. And then we need to obey him, to follow him as our Lord. So a Christian is someone who has a relationship with Jesus, someone who responds to Jesus' love by loving him. And it's a wonderful thing to have a relationship with Jesus, to know him now. But the Bible tells us that we're looking forward. We're looking forward to being with him forever. We're looking forward to being with him the day when he returns or when we die. And that day, the Bible tells us, when we'll be with Jesus, uh, we'll be like a wedding. Here's a picture of a a famous wedding a few years ago. That was uh, William and Kate uh, getting married. Uh, A royal wedding. Uh, A wedding should be uh, one of the happiest days and a royal wedding even happier. But you know, the day that, that God's people get to be with Jesus will be the happiest day of all. Uh, Whether we are married or not, we should all be looking forward to our wedding day, if we know Jesus, the day when we will be with him forever. And that is what is on Paul's mind in that passage that we were just, uh, that Fiona read to us just now. Um, He says, I promised you to one husband to Christ. He's writing to Christians in Corinth. Uh, They have turned to Jesus. They love Jesus but he wants them to keep loving Jesus until that day when they are with him and united with him, that kind of wedding day. He wants them to keep trusting him, and that's what we need to do as well. The Bible calls all of us to turn to Jesus, trust in him, but keep trusting him until that day. I was talking to someone here this week about how important it is on the day we see Jesus to know that we're trusting him, and that's important for all of us. Keep trusting him until that day. But the problem was, in Corinth, there was a danger. And so uh, Paul says, I promised you to one husband, Christ, but I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the snake's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. He's saying, do you remember at the beginning of the Bible in the garden where the crafty snake deceived, he fooled Eve Paul is saying that the Christians in Corinth are in danger of being fooled, of being deceived 
because there are people who are teaching them different things and they're starting to listen to them. And so Paul warns them and he warns us, don't be deceived. That's our lesson. Don't be deceived. Stay devoted to Jesus until that day. Yeah? And he's got three warnings for them. We're going to look at them very quickly this morning as we're all together. Three warnings. And so the first one is this. Don't be deceived by a different message. Yeah? Don't be deceived by a different message. That's what the other teachers who had come into their church were doing. Uh, Let me just uh, read a little bit again. Here it is. He says, if someone comes to you and preaches a, a Jesus other than the one we preached, or if you received a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. So these other people in the church, they had a different message. And the Corinthians, they were in danger of being fooled, of being deceived, uh, because it was sneaky. Uh, These people talked about Jesus, and they talked about the Spirit, and they talked about the Gospel, but it just wasn't the same thing. Uh, It's a bit like me telling you that, I was telling you that story of Little Red Riding Hood. Do you remember? Do you know that story? Uh, Well, it's imagine, it's like me telling you the story like this. So one day, uh, where are we? Uh, One day, Little Red Riding Hood, there she is, uh, she set off on a path in the forest. And uh, Little Red Riding Hood was skipping along the path in the forest and she had a basket full of cakes and cookies. Why? Because she was taking them to David Horrocks, who loves cakes and cookies, yeah? Um, But on the way, as she skipped along with her basket full of cakes and cookies to see David Horrocks, Little Red Riding Hood, oops, came across a kangaroo. Ha, good day, she said to, her, to, to the kangaroo. And the kangaroo said, oh, good day. Could I take those cakes and cookies in my pouch? That'll be a handy way of... This is turning into a very strange story, isn't it? This is a very... That isn't the story of uh, Little Red Riding Hood, is it? Um, just because I keep talking about Little Red Riding Hood, it doesn't mean it's the same story. And Paul warns us here, just because someone keeps talking about Jesus and the Spirit and the Gospel, using words like that, it doesn't mean that it's the same message. So so when we hear someone teaching maybe something, it sounds maybe a, a bit different. What do we do? We have to check it in here, don't we? We have to check, is it the message of the Bible? That's the first thing. Don't be deceived by a different message. Second, don't be deceived by an impressive messenger an impressive messenger. So these new teachers who'd come into the church in Corinth, they were very impressive compared with Paul. I'm going to read a little bit again. He says, I do not think I'm in the least inferior to those so-called super apostles. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge. So did you hear, do you see that just at the top there? He calls these other people in the church uh, super apostles. They sound a bit like superheroes, don't they? So here's your superhero. He's got an S on his, uh, on his chest there, S for super apostle. Yeah, I'm, I don't think they're actually dressed like that. But, um, but uh, they were uh, very impressive. So what was very impressive about them? Paul, Paul mentioned two things just then. 
So the first thing is um, they gave amazing speeches. Okay, so when they spoke, everyone just had to listen. Uh, they were dramatic. They used very, they were a wonderful use of words. Uh, it was a bit like going to the theatre. They put on a real performance when they spoke. And, uh, and Paul wasn't like that at all. Paul just simply told people about Jesus uh, from God's word. Uh, so they gave amazing speeches. The other thing is they also charged loads of money. Yeah? Um, the Corinthians at that time, they thought the more you have to pay the speaker, the better they must be. And so these people charge very high prices. Whereas Paul, he didn't do that at all. He actually, he didn't charge anything. He says that other people from other churches supported him so that he could tell the Corinthians about Jesus. You see, Paul didn't want to take from the Corinthians. He wanted to serve them as he told them about Jesus who came to serve us. So watch out. That's a lesson for us. Watch out. Don't be deceived by impressive teachers or impressive leaders. Don't be impressed by those who take instead of serving. And then final warning, don't be deceived by your enemy's disguise. Uh, when Paul gets to the end of his passage, he gives the biggest warning as he says that these new teachers who come into the church, they're not the real thing. They look good, but it's like they're wearing a mask. Let me read a bit again. Don't, so don't be deceived by your enemy's disguise. It's like they're wearing a mask. For such people are false apostles, verse 13, deceitful workers, masquerading, there's that word, masquerading, as, as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. So these new teachers, they look like the real thing. They look like apostles. They look like great teachers. But actually, it's a mask. And behind the mask, Paul says, they're false. They're deceitful. And actually, more serious than that, behind what they are doing, Paul says, there is God's enemy. He talks about Satan. Just like he did when he came into the garden, that crafty snake who deceived Eve at that time. God's enemy, Satan, loves to keep doing that. He loves to keep deceiving God's people by twisting God's word, even through people in the church. He even does it in that way. So remember this lesson. Don't be deceived. Don't be like uh, Little Red Riding Hood who just could not see the danger. Don't be like the Corinthians who couldn't see the danger of false teachers in their church. Remember that Jesus loves you. Remember that he died for you. So stay devoted to him until that day when you see him face to face. Well, let's pray that he would help us uh, to do that. I'm going to lead us in uh, three short prayers. Let's, uh, let's close our eyes and let me lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your great love for us, which we see in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you died for us even while we were your enemies. Thank you for forgiving us and living in us by your Holy Spirit. And thank you that one day we'll be with you forever. 
Help us to stay devoted to you until that day. Help us not to be deceived by any other message or messenger that would draw us away from you. Help us to keep trusting and obeying you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we want to pray for our mission partners, Alan and Debbie Burt in Cape Town in South Africa. Thank you for their love for you and their desire to tell people about Jesus. Thank you especially for their work with children and teenagers. Thank you for their recent crossword youth camp where they were so encouraged by the Bible teaching and fellowship there. Please, Father, help these young people to keep trusting and following you throughout their lives until that day when they see you face to face. And please help Alan and the team at St Thomas's Church as they pray for them and encourage them to follow you each day. We pray too for the Christianity Explored course that they started this Thursday. Please, Lord, would each person meet Jesus in the pages of Mark's Gospel? Would each one turn to him and trust in him? For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And finally, Father, we want to pray for our world, especially the places where there are trouble. We pray for the wars in Gaza and in Ukraine. Almighty God, we pray that you would bring peace to these places. We pray for wise leadership and we pray for your people in those places that they would point others to the hope we have in the Prince of Peace, Jesus. For we ask in his name. Amen.